Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We were talking yesterday about whatsoever things are of good report, whatsoever things have virtue, if there's anything that has praise, think on these things. And of course, we've been relating this to the new man that has been born again and how the Old Testament attested to this. It it verifies that in the New Testament, there was something coming where a new spirit, a new heart, was going to be given to those that would receive. Well, those that do receive, according to the book of John, chapter 1, verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the authority, that's the word exousia, power, to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Notice what it says in verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now this is very important for us to understand because we are chosen by God. We didn't choose him. He chose us. And because he chose us, then we exercise our will to choose him. But the initiator, the one that began everything, is God. He is the source of life. He is the source of peace. He is the source of our very breath. He's the source of everything. He is the initiator. He created man. Man didn't create himself. He is the one that sent redemption for man through Christ Jesus. We didn't ask for it. He sent it. In all of these things, we have to consider that we which are born is not because we were born of blood, a lineage of some sort. It's not because we were born of the will of the flesh. Somebody wanted to have children, nor of the will of man. And that goes to show how the soul of man, the flesh may desire something, but the soul of man, the mind and the emotions and the will, for him to desire something and want to accomplish it, no matter how much you will and want to recreate yourself, you cannot do it. The only thing that you can do is surrender your will to God, but he has already called you. He has already purposed a purpose for your life. So it's not of the will of the flesh. Well, you know, I'm tired of living this way and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to change. It's, it's not a will of the flesh. It's not the will of man, of man just assuming that he can change and I know there's uh, people that can kick the habit of, uh, let's say, smoking or drinking or whatever. They may be strong-willed. But still, that does not mean that they have been born again. It just simply means that they have a strong will to kind of resist certain things. But in verse number 14 of John chapter 1, it says, And the Word was made flesh. And he dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Now, Jesus took on a human body, 
a body that was flesh, a body that was blood, a body that was bone, exactly identical to ours with the exception that in his blood flowed the life of the Father, not sin. In him flowed the life of the Father, the will of the Father, the purpose of the Father. It flowed in Christ. So he took upon himself flesh like we are flesh, and he dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, which he put aside to take on, according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 10, was called the kenosis, the emptying of himself. He emptied himself of every divine attribute. In other words, he put them aside, not depending upon them, but as a man anointed by the Spirit of God, sinless without blemish for the purpose of accomplishing something on earth. And that was to destroy the works of the devil, John, 1 John, Chapter 3, verse 8. He came to save and seek that which was lost. That was also another purpose. He came to open the eyes of the blind, set captive the free, heal the brokenhearted. He came to do these things. He was anointed, but he also came to, the scripture says, give his blood, his soul, to pour it out as an atonement. For our sin. So Jesus took up residence in a physical body. That life was cut short in that physical body. He was crucified, buried, and rose again. But here's an interesting thing. A thousand to a million, if not a billion times, his life, his life is lived out in the lives of of those that have been born again, just as he was born of flesh here on this earth, we are born again of the Spirit of God. And when we allow him to be in perfect union with our spirit and bring our soul to be our servant and our body to be a slave, Jesus lives out his, his life through our mortal physical bodies. Paul brought this out in the book of first in the book of 2 Corinthians in chapter 4, he brought it out concerning our lives being manifested so that the world can see the glory of the Lord in us always bearing about in the body Notice, it says, in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. Our bodies are the bodies that we possess now, not the bodies that we're going to possess when we go to heaven. So Jesus lives out his life through our physical mortal body, by the agent of the Holy Spirit, our spirit and our soul being a servant to our spirit and the spirit of God so that the physical body yields 
And once again, the glory of Jesus, the full glory, what was manifested on the Mount of Transfiguration is the glory that belongs to him. But we are transformed from one level of glory to another level of glory as we allow the Spirit of God to be able to manifest in our physical bodies the visible, which is invisible, is made visible through our physical bodies. When we speak the word, when we lay hands on the sick, when we cast out devils in the name of Jesus, when we do these things by the Spirit of God, then these things are being made manifest through us. God does not anoint flesh. He anoints the Spirit of man. And then when He anoints the Spirit of man, that anointing is released to the degree that we have yielded to Him through our physical bodies. That's why sometimes... In the men and the women of God throughout history, many strange things have appeared. Everything from what would have been called a light on top of people to certain signs and wonders that appeared upon their physical bodies. But that is a manifestation of the life of Jesus being brought forth through our physical mortal bodies. But here's something that we have to look at. Our will is not the one that decides, well, I want to be born again. No, God decided it's by the will of God. But we, in turn, after we have chosen because he chose us and we choose, we make the decision, then we are born again. But it wasn't because of us. It was because of him. For what purpose? To bring him glory. The Father, Jesus said in the book of John chapter 15, is glorified by us bringing forth much fruit and that that fruit also remain. But if we are not careful, we can allow our soul to rule and dominate us and have the flesh control us. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Love not the cosmos, the world. That's the social order. Whether it's economical, educational, financial, religious, whatever it may be. Any and all orders of this earth are of the cosmos. And the scripture says, love not. The word that is used there for love is the word agape. That is the same word that God says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and thy neighbor like thyself. In other words, it's when people, not a phileo love, which is a friendly love, but when people go all out with the type of love that God expects us to love him with, that we love the world. Neither love the things that are in the cosmos, not just the cosmos itself, but the things that are in the cosmos. If any man love the world, the cosmos, the love of the Father is not in him. The love of the Father is not in him. Agape. Agapeo. 
It's the word that Jesus says, love the Lord. Love your neighbor. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, For all that is in the world, the cosmos, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the cosmos. It's of this world. Therefore, if you then, Colossians 3, 1, and 1 2, and 3, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, that which is invisible, that which is concerning heaven, that which is concerning God, that which is concerning the kingdom of God, that which concerns that which is spiritual. Set your affections on things above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. He has conquered an enemy that we could have never defeated. He has delivered us from the power of sin, death, and the grave itself. Set your affections on things above, not on the things of this earth. Not just the cosmos, but the things that are in this earth. This earth is temporary. It's only going to last so long and one day it will be recreated, a new heaven and a new earth. So we cannot set our affections on these things. Now, in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 3, and, and, and we'll probably pick up here on Monday, but I want to introduce these three verses. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto carnal. And the word carnal there would be the equivalent saying, as to those that pertain or walk after the flesh. Even as babes in Christ, you were born again, yes, but it's one thing to be born again and to grow, and it's another thing to be born again, to grow and produce fruit. You can have something grow, 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 and never produce fruit. It's useless. It's wasting time, energy. It's wasting land. It's wasting any investment that one puts into it. If it's a fruit tree. If it's a shade tree, it's a different uh, uh, thing. But, you know, you can't live off of, off of a shade tree for yourselves. But a fruit tree will produce and be very fruitful. But if it just grows and grows and grows and does not produce fruit, then it is of no use. The Bible says, desire the sincere milk to grow thereby. But it doesn't stop there. We just don't want to grow. We want to produce fruit. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For up until now, you're not able to bear it. Neither yet are you able. For you are yet carnal for whereas there is among you envies and strives and divisions, are you not yet carnal as walk just as men? So consider this, what the Apostle Paul just said in the church of Corinth. These individuals were not just a bunch of wimps. They were individuals that were operating in the gifts of the Spirit, but yet had never grown up. 
We need to grow up spiritually and produce fruit. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. Amen.